0: hi everyone this is a continuation from our last episode and this is the continuation of it oh my god that sounded so repetitive hold on one second not too hot not too cold feed them solid six months old not too hot not too cold feed them solid six months old Okay. Um do you want me to just go ahead and like jump into our fourth question? Question 4. Okay. Um think of the parenting styles that you were raised in. Which aspects of it would you implement in your current parenting style and which ones would you do without? <gasps> this is such a good question.
1: Um, 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 um okay. Parenting styles I would incorporate. Um I think, oh, one of the things that my parents rocked at is that they were always on the same page. Like, there was none of that talk to your mother, white stuff, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and a lot of it is a, you know, for for one thing, if they ever disagreed on anything, they talked about it a lot in private. They would never... Mm -hmm. They would never dissent to each other's perspectives in in public or in front of me and my sister. So mm-hmm. they were always on the same page. They talked about it in private. They also, if they did fight, um, did it in private. Mm-hmm. And so I rarely, if not, really haven't seen my parents fight. There was like a little quibble, but not even. Like I feel like yeah. – um, like if I did see them fight it was very very rare. I can count it on like one hand um mm-hmm. because they, they did it in private. So I think that's something I'd like to to keep um in my parenting just just uh just being on the same page with my partner and and never fighting in front of our kids. Like we would do that
0: in private. Mhm. I can see that. Yeah. How about you? Um the first one that does pop up into my head is being family oriented. Yes. Because my parents were like super like, we're going to try and do this as a family. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. Mm -hmm. And like, I grew up in that way. And like, my husband also grew up in that way. So I think I want to maintain that. I love that. Like, we're going to eat together. We're going to eat dinner together as a family. Like, we're going to have conversations. Like, I do like that part of being open and having that communication open and building that healthy space to do so.
1: I love that.
0: I oh. I think that's the biggest one I can think of right now.
1: Yes. Like doing things together. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, oh gosh, I still remembered like, even though we had cell phones, cause we I mean, weren't, were we are not that ancient. Like we had cell phones <laughs> in, in middle school and high school. And I think, oh wait, no, maybe not middle school, oh gosh, I don't know, just kidding ha, oh. <laughs> but we definitely had phones, and I remembered phones were always off during dinner time. We always ate dinner mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and we always like, my dad is so like and I, he so loves riddles, like we would always have some sort of riddle um at you know, at dinner. And we would, as a family, like solve it together. And it's so cute. And I don't, oh my gosh, now I'm having deja vu. Did I bring this up already? I feel like I brought this up. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I guess maybe I just talk about it Um, because it's something that made me feel so much love for escape rooms um, as riddles. So I want to, I want to continue that. Like I love, um, like I, you know, sometimes if, for example, we can't, just have a conversation about, cause yeah, I always think about it. Like we never, we never just have a conversation about how our day was, mm-hmm. you know, like it's always like some really cool thing that my dad read about and he wanted to talk to us about it. And then he wanted to hear from our perspectives, like, what would this look like? You know, mm-hmm. like I remembered him talking about multiverses and like, he's like, what do you think would, be in a different universe. Like what kind of life would that, you know? And I remember being like, this is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but dinner was always, there was always some sort of like really cool activity or something that my family did as a unit. And I definitely am going to be continuing that as well. Yeah. 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 I love it. What did you guys do in your family? Um, Like some traditions
0: that aren't just specific to like holidays, for example. right? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad would work like really long hours. My mom would take care of us and he had his own business at the end of the workday. One thing that I really, really liked was that even though it was like late, he'd be like, "Okay, let's go walk on the beach. And that would be our family time, like walking on the beach like in Hawaii, yeah. because that was his self-care, I think, just to kind of like go and decompress. And, you know, me, my brother, my mom and him, we would just like walk. So um, that was like our self-care time or our thing to do. Another thing that I can think of that we did like as a family was um, I know that like on Saturdays, it's, it's not really like a fun, fun thing, but, like, something that I remember doing together was Mm -hmm. that um, I remember going to, like, dance classes in the morning, but, like, after dance classes, we would always go and visit my grandparents in the graveyard. Like, when they passed Mm -hmm. away, like, we would visit their grave. Mm -hmm. And then, after that, it's, like, we would go to the mall. And it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, it it always looked like that on a Saturday. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, just trying to, like, you know, have time for the family, whatever that looked right. like. Right. Whatever it looked like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Parenting styles all incorporate. Um, So my parents definitely raised very strong outspoken women. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, it's because like we, we were, pra- you know, we were praised for, for speaking out like, even though maybe at the time they might be like, I'm grounded for, you know, speaking back. Um, sometimes, actually more than sometimes, my dad would always say like, you know, like, you know, when he's in a good mood and I, I've done, you know, I, I've experienced the consequence and the discipline and all that stuff. Um, like, he would always say like, you know, I really liked your point with that. I've actually like really impressed with how you're justifying X, Y, and Z. I was like, thanks dad. Why did I get grounded then? He's like, well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, I, I don't remember how he finished that sentence, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, like I, and I remembered like he would always be so proud when, for example, oh my gosh, I remember this. So, um, My uncle, one of my uncles is a super devout Christian Mm -hmm. and, um, he's Baptist and he's a pastor actually. And I remembered he was having this conversation with the parish or the people, the people around Mm -hmm. him. Mm
2: -hmm. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Um, and you know, just having a conversation about how in order to get to heaven, you need to believe in God and I remembered, like, I was – okay, I wasn't even in high school yet because I was still living in California. But I was in middle school. I raised my hand and I was like, what happens to the people who were, like, who were unaware of God's existence and what happened? You know, and I just started, like, questioning this guy yeah. Probably and not in a platform I should be questioning him in because I think it was kind of a didactic sermon. Like it wasn't yeah. like, let's have a dialogue about this. Like right. it was mostly like my uncle like talking at people. Um, and I remembered I got in trouble from my uncle, because I wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah. out loud or question him while he's having a sermon. But my dad when I told him was like, "I'm so proud of you." I'm like, "Thanks, dad." So <laughs> like he was definitely somebody that uh that um really, you know, um amplified mine and my sister's voices. Mm-hmm. Um so that's something that i i'll be I'll be doing for my child as well. It's like really like finding those moments where she's showing strength um and you know just backing her up on and supporting her and yeah. like praising her for for having that courage, yeah,
0: that's a good one, yeah, yeah, just that constant encouragement, yeah, yeah that. that's awesome, um. I know I could go on and on with this one too, but I'm just going to end with one more um, that I thought of. But um, one trait that I do want to keep was that my family was very like encouraging of the arts. So Mm. it's like, Mm -hmm. if dance was your jam, go ahead and do it. If like, you know, singing was your jam or like playing piano, like go ahead and do it. So there was always room, even though like academics were important, Mm-hmm. Like there was like still room to have that creative like time yeah. to learn and dive into different things. I love that. That's
1: so great. And that's, yeah, that that's something that I know is super important to you because you dabble in so many different platforms and <laughs> art. Um. So I think that's beautiful. Um, Thank you. Okay. I'll finish with my last one too. Okay. Um, Cause this is the one that my, like I called my dad and I was like, dad, what, what are you most prou- like? Literally, before we started this podcast, because I was like typing out some ideas, yeah. and then I was like, "I'm gonna call my dad to let you know it's just ask him a question about what he would be most proud of in terms of his parenting," and like this is the one that I wanted to end on with this because I asked him this and I gave him literally like five minutes before we started the podcast, like give me an answer. So here's the one. This is the one he <laughs> he answered with, um, my parents did, like, my parents will fight tooth and nail to try to get all the resources that they can for my um, sister and I to thrive. And, like, I think that has a lot to do with being immigrants, um, mm-hmm. you know, and just, like, finding everything that they can and sometimes, like, cheating a really flawed system, right? Finding a loophole in a flawed yeah. system to try to get... um, The resources that my sister and I could use to, you know, to thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even though I'm, I'm in a place of, um, financial security, um, for now, (laughs) I, that's something that I, I want to continue fighting for is finding ways, um, for my kid to have all the resource that she can to, to, to be successful in whatever she defines success to be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're very cool. All right. What are some of the parenting styles that you will, what your parents' parenting styles that you will not incorporate into your parenting? Hmm.
0: This is a hard one, you know. This is the one that I was like, I don't know what that would look like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what it would be. Because I think about like the way how I was raised and they did provide me opportunity to talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. I know one. Yeah. Um, I wish that they just gave me more privacy. <gasps> I put privacy on mine. Yeah. Yay! 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 Yeah, I think like I wish that they just gave me more privacy, like just more privacy to just be me. Yeah. Growing up as a teen. Yeah. I wish that they didn't, like, my dad actually, like, read through, I think, my journal. Oh, no, embarrassing. And then, I know, it was so embarrassing. And then started asking questions about all these people. And I was like, oh, it discloses, like, all the questions that I've had. And now you're asking about them. And that's really embarrassing. And it violates my privacy. Yeah. Like, that was my only space that I could say and put things in. Mm -hmm. So, I I do wish that they were a little bit more, um, they valued Privacy more. Yeah. But I yeah. think that's like just more my dad, though.
1: Yeah. My oh mom's like,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Question Did you yes. have like a lot of different journals that are not completed? Like lots of different notebooks? <laughs> I okay. feel like I killed so many trees. By One. Having- oh my God. As an adult, two,
0: what? Three.
1: Why do you have three
0: journals? <laughs> because one is art related okay yeah so i put all my art related stuff in there mm-hmm. two is um it's my planner but i do have like a little thing on the bottom where i just write like daily stuff in yeah and then my third one <laughs> i like this journal um it's just i got this in like europe in florence
2: so yeah Oh my gosh. and
0: it's just one of those it things it looks where- haunted <laughs> <laughs> I know right I feel like you have to like stab it with some type of like tusk of some dragon or i don't yes. know whatever yeah yeah so like it. um yeah i I got this in um Europe on our honeymoon wow. so there's like some sentimental value to this one I know it looks like a bible <laughs> like the- <laughs> but' I was it like, oh. looks like a book of spells I know. <laughs> like- as like, don't fuck with me because yeah. there's like shit that like you're gonna read that's gonna come true. Um, but yeah, it, it's like there's like our journal entries from 2017 mm-hmm. up until this year. My most recent journal entry was February 23rd, yeah. but I'm, I'm like only halfway, halfway done. Yeah, yeah. So I don't write in it as often, but I'm like. I need to keep my sanity. I'm I'm yeah. married. I have two kids. Yeah. I fucking need to keep my sanity somehow. So don't like my them. privacy and my my venting yeah. all goes in my journals.
1: That's <laughs> like great. Yeah, oh, that's good. And you don't have to have your dad look through them because no, because no. <laughs> you don't live. We you don't, don't live in the city you. <laughs> There you go. Get some privacy there. That's <laughs> hilarious. Privacy. That was one for me too. But never got privacy. And I love it, but I think it's just this whole like it's so community focused, right? Like if you have a problem, we gotta solve it as a community. Sometimes I just want to go and cry by myself and listen mm-hmm. to, like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember uh like a band that I used to listen to. It was
0: like, mm.
1: oh I like forgot. R&B? Anyway, huh?
0: <laughs> I was like R&B songs. No, I actually to? went
1: through a
0: like heavy rock, heavy metal. Piece. No way, me too. Oh my god, System yes. of a Down. Would you listen to System of a Down? Yes, of System of a Down. That's yes. okay. <laughs> See, I would have my moments too. where I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, I went to a Catholic school. I was like, "Fuck this!" I'm gonna listen to System of a Down, and that would be my decompressing. Like, oh my you know. <laughs> god. no, I totally did too.
1: Oh my gosh! And I was just like. Super preppy girl, listening to like System of a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, no, it wasn't and R&B. R&B didn't do it for me. It was a lot of anger in young Rissa, <laughs> young preppy Rissa. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so privacy, I'm going to take that off my list because that was what I was going to chat about too. Um, okay, I'm going to bring the slope again. But the hard line on dating, okay? Mm-hmm. Rissa is chicken shit in high school and never dated in high school because, again, wanted to mooch off of my parents after I was, you know, 18 years old. So, um, yeah, that's one that, like, I never broke the rule on that, even though definitely had several crushes, and one dude thought I was dating him, and I was like, "No, I can't, I can't call you, I can't say that we're dating, I'll be in so much trouble, so much trouble, sweet boy." But also, no, um, uh, but like, I do not think that my offspring will be a coward um, in high school, and I'm pretty sure she's gonna be interested in dating. So um, definitely want to, you know, support my offspring with healthy choices with dating, um, making sure that she feels safe in dating, chat about consent, talking about ownership. So all that stuff, safe sex. I will definitely Mm -hmm. have that conversation Mm -hmm. with her. Uh, talk about sex in general. Did not have that conversation with my parents, even though both of them are medical professionals, a doctor and a nurse. Nobody talked to me about sex. So I didn't know. I didn't know where my vagina was (laughs) (laughs) until college when my girlfriends were trying to verbally, verbally help me locate my vagina as I shove a tampon up my V. Like, I didn't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's That's so valid. Cause I was also thinking about that too. um, Prior to just stepping, you know, like recording
1: Mm -hmm. with
0: you, but I was like, I thought of it was gonna put it down somewhere but I think it goes hand in hand of like how I would want to raise my kid too where I'm like yeah I want I want to normalize being okay with dating Mm -hmm. like at an early age and being okay (laughs) with like this is my body this is your body because I I think like it becomes also second nature to me too because I um for my work, for muggle job, I do a lot of prevention work when it comes to gender-based violence, so um, it does come as, like you know, second nature for me to have that conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, that's, like, so normal to me, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I-, I would like to be okay with doing that, because my parents weren't, like, super hardcore about it, like, they, I mean, they browsed through my journal, my dad browsed and knew who my crushes were, <laughs> but... It's like, I've never made a move on anyone either, because it's like, first off, like living in the Philippines, trying to make a move like as a girl, like looks Ooh, bad. Nope, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't do it anyway. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that would be really interesting to kind of like see
1: yeah. how that would
0: look like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was. Yeah. And I think like not like just putting relationships and sex on a pedestal. Made it so that there was, like, a lot of pressure on who my first boyfriend would be or who, you know, how my first sexual experience was going to be. Like, there was just so much pressure because it's Mm -hmm. been kind of like this, like, oh, it's a thing that you do (laughs) after college, after high school. No, wait, no. After you get married. And so – um, so it was, it was just like too much pressure. It probably gave me a complex. I don't know. Something I'll talk to my therapist about, but definitely when I raise my offspring, just some healthy conversations about relationships and sex.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a good one. I like that yeah. one. Okay. You're 10. What else? Okay. Oh man. See, this is the one that I didn't really put too much thought in. So I don't have any on my end. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I think have-
1: i I'm trying to figure out if I had one more.
0: Oh, wait. No, I already highlighted it. Just
1: kidding. I don't have any more. So next question. Is it me asking a question or are you asking a question? I think I'm asking. Are you asking? Yeah. Go
0: ahead. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask the fifth question. How are you navigating parenting as a Filipino American parent? I literally do not have an answer to that. I'm like, oh no, you're asking. (laughs) See, and I like, I also did not like have an answer either. But I think like the intention behind the question was more of like I just wanted to check in to see how you were doing, you know, like raising your kid, (laughs) sweetie, a parent, you know, because I I feel like (laughs) I, I just feel like I think about. And, like, I love my kid, but I have a toddler right now. And you're trying to constantly teach, like, what's safe, what's not safe, you know? (laughs) And it's, like, I constantly have to check myself of, like, is this, like, you know, my parenting style, this type of discipline or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is this, like, something that... It, like, it, it comes normal to me, but I'm, like, I know it's unhealthy, mm-hmm. and I want to undo that. I know, super vague.
1: Yeah, kind of. I was, like, I want to hear more, because it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I don't want to sound as if, like, my parents were abusive in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say they were strict. Yeah. So it would like, um, you know, it's like, I know that we joke around, you know, with the idea of like, ha you're going to get palo, or you're going to like have the slipper be following you around. And I've had this conversation with like another Asian friend of mine where, you know, we talk about this and then it's like, we think about like, okay, your kid is acting up and they're crying or whatever, or they did something wrong. Maybe they hit their like younger sibling and like, putting them in the room, you know, for, like, just time out for them to cry it out. Like, there's a lot of guilt that I feel where it's, like, I want to be the perfect parent. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like, is that perfect parent, like, raised in American standards of parenting? Mm. Or is it, like, I don't know. Because I'm navigating that right now, being Mm Filipino-American, where I feel like a lot of it... Crosses over, yeah. and there's a lot of strengths that each style has. Yeah, but I think I'm still trying to figure out how to walk that line and how to find balance. Yeah, and I'm okay with not being right or not knowing the answer. Like I'm okay with that.
1: Right, right. It's like a theme of our like episodes. Like it's okay to not know what that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just constantly just have to reflect. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, now that I think of it, like you mentioning like, you know, um, just the comment that you made about like Western parenting as equated to being like the right, the quote unquote, oh yeah, people can't see me do quotes, quote unquote, the right way to parent, Mm -hmm. right? I'm thinking about the things that, um, what do you call it? Like I was thinking about the things that I wanted to make sure I – I parent my kid with parenting technique wise.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: all of them kind of align with more Western uh-huh. way of thinking about things. And mm-hmm. I, you know, like I had to really think about um yeah, I mean, and I'm thinking too, like, even the 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 parenting styles of my parents that I plan to incorporate, a lot of it is Western. Like my it's like my dad. And he did say this too. He's like, my dad read a bunch of books on parenting written by a bunch of white folks. And oh man, now it's making me, making me think like all the things that I'm like, I want to incorporate that. Like those are the things that white folks told him are good ways to parent. Um, quote unquote, good ways to parent, you know? And so, huh.
0: You look very perplexed. I
1: am perplexed because it's just this realization that, like, like, are there things that are strictly Filipinex or traditionally Filipinex that you would incorporate in your parenting?
0: See, and I think, like, the more that I hear us talk about this, I think that it can go hand in hand with question number six. Question number six. A little bit.
1: Okay, what trendy American parenting technique do you think is bullshit? (laughs) I like your question. It's so funny.
0: Because it's true, right? Like you think about it and you're like, oh, that is like total bullshit. But I totally bought into like a lot of it, right? Like um, like for example, like – Oh, uh, and I don't, okay. So there is, it's the one that you had told me about. And I don't want to say anything on here because, you know, it's like people got their own, you know, ways of doing things. But I remember that, like, you told me about a sleep program that um, mm-hmm. your child was like part of and they sleep through the night, which is great, you know? And like, I totally bought it and was like, okay, I want my child to sleep through the night. I want them to sleep in their own room. And it's like, our ancestors have slept in the same bed with their families mm-hmm. and that was totally okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was no shame in co-sleeping. Yeah. You just had to do the damn thing. Like yeah. there, there were, there was like, what are the resources? It's like, you're not going to put them in another room. Yeah. If you're sharing like, you know, a house with just like one open space and a bed and like maybe a stove, you know? if you're thinking super, you know, provincial type of lifestyle. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Cold sleeping is something that, you know, yeah. has always been a question mark to me.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, that a lot of like um, scientific literature that's written by white folks and edited by white folks and vetted by white folks Um, created a harder line for co-sleeping and created a harder line to say that co-sleeping is unhealthy. Um, You know, and and you can see, oh my God, I haven't said white supremacy in this episode, but that's white supremacy, like in action, you Mm -hmm. know, like invalidating this type of, um, you know, this type of uh, parenting technique um, that has been utilized by BIPOC folks. Okay, so there is this book that someone recommended. um, It's called Medical Apartheid um, by Harriet A. Washington um, that talks about I guess like white supremacy's like influence in um what is quote unquote considered um what do you call it? Um like scientific evidence um in Western medicine and practices. So I thought that was really interesting. Um I I think ah. oh my gosh, that was true. I dropped the drink. Oh my god. <laughs> the computer. Um Yeah. So, I mean, so it's definitely, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really delved too far into the book, but it's definitely making me think about, um, Western medicine and scientific evidence and, um, I guess like white supremacy influence on that. So
0: anyway, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, see okay so I'm on social media quite a bit mm-hmm. and I've noticed that a lot of the parenting things that I follow are pretty much accounts that are run by white women
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think it's because maybe there's I just haven't found the the like where's the Asian parent voice and yeah. what account is that because I would love to like jump on that account yeah um, But it's interesting because it's like, I'll look at a couple of their Instagram posts and it's like, avoid saying this and try saying this. And I'll give you an example. Um, Okay, avoid saying, no, I can't play with you right now. I'm feeding the baby. Try, I want to play with you too. I need five minutes and then we can play together. What should we play? And I'm like, so where's the part where, you have the tired mom. Like, where is she? <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like I'm like, where's the tired mom? Where's the tired voice in all of this? You know? And I think that like I don't know if it's like American parenting or what? Or um, no, it's social media definitely, where everything looks kind of perfect. Yeah. And it's like here, let me like Here are the struggles that you have, but let me try and, you know, teach you a way to make it more manageable by showing you how you should do something. Mm -hmm. And I get that, like, this is how it should look type voice a lot through social media. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want the tired Asian parent, like, where is that parent that's like, it's okay to say, because now I feel bad saying... I'm sorry I can't hang out with you because I'm feeding the baby right now. Cause I do have a no. baby and I say that a lot. Yeah. Like now I feel bad for saying that. Yeah. But I'm like, is there a way that like we can also normalize being okay with like saying, I'm sorry, I, I can't play with you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I legit can't.
1: Yeah. What I think <clears throat> you hit the nail hit the nail on the head. There you go. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> On is the, um, sorry. Oh my God. Alcohol burps. Mm, That burns. (laughs) Um, I think what you hit the nail on the head on is, um, just this thing where like there, there's somebody who is the holder of information, right? And they are like, you have to purchase something you know, either with currency or by following their, you know, um, social media or something like that, like mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. sort of give and take thing, um, in order for you to to gain <clears throat> to gain this information that they have an expertise on, you know, like they are the expert, mm-hmm. you are the person who is the bank that's going to access that um, information from the expert, which is white supremacy shenanery. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that again because I just realized I haven't said white supremacy, you know, throughout this whole episode. So this question is just going to get that. Um, But yeah, no, I think you are, you're spot on. Like I'd love to see the moms who didn't bounce right back, you know, Mm -hmm. after giving birth. Oh my god! People kept talking about how breastfeeding is supposed to make you lose weight because, you know, like there, you know, your baby is like engorging on your like (laughs) calories, and so I had the idea that cool, I'm purely breastfeeding slash like you know pumping to get milk out to feed my baby. So, bam, bye bye, like pregnancy weight. And no, that was a lie because in reality, actually, um, your body tends to hold onto fat a little bit more, um, so that your body isn't going to starve so that it can continue to produce milk if you are breastfeeding oh, or relying on breast. Nobody said that. Nobody right. said like people kept like, telling, you know, posting photos of their like postpartum bodies, you know, without, without all the, the the little punch, you know, um, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Like, and then talking about like, oh, you can, you can achieve this by following my workout program, um, Mm -hmm. or eating in this healthy manner. I'm like, I've been eating really healthy and okay. I could be exercising more, but like, I got no time. (laughs) Um, but I mean, like I carry a child and I have three flights of stairs, so I'm getting some sort of exercise, <laughs> but but it's staying there and I'm fine with it, but I think it was just this expectation of like, hey, I was told that I was going to lose all the weight, you know, especially because mm-hmm. like it takes what, 500 calories or something like that to feed a baby. Yeah. Um, but like nobody is talking about the realities of, or not a lot of people, or if they are talking about it, it's not the one that. That is getting highlighted in in Instagram right. or in social media, right. right? It's it's the ones whose bodies are bouncing back really quickly. It's the ones, you know, who are saying yes and to their child, mm-hmm. which you know, like I'm, I don't know, like I, I'm gonna look further into that. But like my gut reaction when you said that was like, I think people need to understand the concept of no, especially with, I don't know, the Me Too movement that we're having right now and all the people who didn't understand no or an or an unenthusiastic yes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think no is a very powerful word that we could be teaching our kids to be able to self-advocate for themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, so my gut reaction with that, trend of like American parenting to not say no explicitly seems bullshittery to me.
0: I feel that. Yeah. See, okay, I'm gonna add another point too, and this will be my last one because I know that like we're um we're kind of tight on time. Yeah. But like white parenting values communication so much. Mm-hmm. Like thank you, child, for doing XYZ. I appreciate XYZ. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think about the nonverbalness of a lot of other cultures, right? That don't yeah. have that. Oh, yeah. Where it's like your love language or the love language that that specific culture speaks might be in the form of here are tasks, you know, or not tasks, but like these are like acts of service that I'm doing for my family. This is like quality time that I'm spending with my town ta- with my family. It's not exactly like the actual words that come out. But I think white parenting really focuses on the words. Yeah. At least like what I see from social media, at least. It like really focuses on the words. And it's very invalidating for a lot of people who like just don't use that type of style or have that type of style in their parenting. It's like saying, because you don't do this, you're not valid enough. Or like you're doing everything wrong.
1: Right. Oh, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. Um, you know, especially because like we talked about this in our previous episodes with white culture, just kind of taking you know, like at taking at face value, like something where mm-hmm. you know we talked about in our own households, right? When we were living with our parents and our siblings, where there was such like people were so in touch with each other's needs without um, explicit verbal communication about mm-hmm. it, and it was like a lot of reading. Like, where are people at with this? Reading the room, and like, and that's something that I remember talking about. Like, I want to, I want to have my kid have the ability to kind of read the room um, to see, you know, what they can do if they want to, if they have the energy to 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 contribute to like um, the community. And, um, or the community or environment, and yeah, so like I think you're mm, you just th- that was a really good, um, just a really good analysis of uh, social media moms, social media white moms, and white mm-hmm. parenting, and how that could be invalidating for yeah. um, folks of color that value. Um, Mm -hmm. Being
0: able to read between the lines um, or reading the room. Listeners out there, if you all know any BIPOC moms or whatever, please share them with us. I I would love love to follow them on um, Instagram.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. So I know we've been talking for like two hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. And this alcohol is really hitting me. I'm ready but it's for a lot like, of
0: really so candid conversation.
1: Good. And I'm like, Oh, there's some perspectives that you brought up Z that I'm just like, I love it. I want to incorporate that. And also it just, it's just making me think a lot about, um, just parenting, parenting our bicultural children. So this is really cool. Um, all right, we're going to end this episode with a random question. Cause I feel like we were in. We typically end with some sort of like, oh, what's a lesson that you learned? But you know what? Honestly, we we've learned so many lessons, and like, I don't even know which ones to choose um, to kind of end with. But I could ask a super random question. Are you ready for a random question, Z? Yes. Okay. Random is good. Okay. If there was an invention that can be made to make parenting. Easier for you right now. What would that be? Right
0: now. Yes. I want... What's her face? That robot from the Jetsons? Ju- Julie? Judy? No, I think that's the mom. Judith? Nope, wait, that's the daughter. Rosie. Rosie, yes. Is it Rosie? Yeah. 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 I would want a Rosie right now. I feel oh like... Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I'm
0: like, there are too many... Especially if like you're working right now Working parents oh my god Mm. Working parents with multiple kids Trying to navigate everything during fucking COVID Yes Like I don't know how all of your houses look But my I'm living through my laundry basket (laughs) Yeah I There's so much shit like all over the house Like I just want a Rosie To just help me out And do things while I sleep
1: Oh
0: Sleep is so, like, sleep sounds so good right now.
1: Yeah. I would want that. <gasps> I was going to say, if there was a thing that slows down like slows down time a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, to just kind of be like, I just want to slow it down a little when I'm sleeping, just so I can sleep longer. You know, it's really not that bad. I am such a nerd about this because, I'm not a nerd, but I, I'm such a nutsack about this. (laughs) Because, uh, because, um, oh yeah, I say nutsack because it's such a fragile part of male genitalia,
0: just (laughs) to make it clear. I know. I was like, I do not want that pinched if I had that. Yeah. That sounds like it'd be terrible. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why my brain went to pinching that sack. I don't know either, but you did. You did.
1: (laughs) Um, But like, oh no, now I don't remember. Oh yeah. But I want time to slow down in certain parts of like the day. Like I want to slow down sleeping. Like, just because I want to sleep a little longer, even though I literally get – and I'm – okay, you're going to be like, Rissa, shut the fuck up. But (laughs) I get – so I do get, like, seven – at least seven hours of sleep. And I know that I'm being a real big brat about this, but I just feel like I need to sleep a little bit longer because I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so – I'm just tired. Like, I I mean, before I would sleep for seven hours, I'm like, I'm refreshed. I'm fine. But, like, Mm -hmm. now it's like, oh, my brain is constantly thinking and making sure Mm -hmm. that my child doesn't die. And it takes so much mental effort and filtering to make sure that, like, I'm taking the necessary steps and the necessary backup steps to make sure that they function. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think slowing down, speeding up. What would I speed up in my day? I would speed work. up work. Oh my god, yes! I was, but then, but then, but then, if I speed up work, I want to be able to get that work done though. So, so like not like speed up, like oh, I have shorter amount of time to do the work because there's so much time. There's so much work, you know, that I need to complete. But like in that sped up time, I hope to complete the. um you know, like like the tasks well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I keep thinking about that, like, was that movie with Adam Sandler, Click? It's like oh, like, yeah, the he one where like, time. yeah. Yeah, but when he fast forwarded, like, his sex with his wife was lackluster. So not like that. Like, I want, like, good quality work in that short amount of time.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: it'd probably speed up diaper changing, just like by a little bit, because my – my baby right now is moving so much that like my diaper changing is taking longer Mm -hmm. (laughs) than it usually does because she's just rolling around and kicking and yeah, it's been fun. (laughs) Just trying to get her to stay. So anyway, but that's the only thing I would slow down. Everything else, like even, even the crying sessions, even like, you know, if she wakes up in the middle of the night, like I actually, they're, there are times that I treasure that. And I just smell her and I'm like, I love you, even though I want to sleep right now.
0: Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. See, like, oh, I, so I sleep pretty early, mm-hmm. but I wake up kind of early. Mm-hmm. The shitty part is that each kid right now wakes up at different times. And like one, like the oldest one has his own room. Mm-hmm. But when he hears a baby will run into our room. So it's like, we have the baby on the bed because I'm trying to nurse the baby while I'm laying down. And then the other kid will come in and I'm like, okay, who do I cuddle? And then my husband is on the bed too. So there's like four of us on the bed. Yeah. And as much as I would love to be able to sleep just like that, I can't. I'm a tosser and turner, uh, so it takes me sometimes two to three hours, yeah, to finally like get down and like finally fall asleep. Yeah,
1: well,
0: that so that sense. that's like my struggle for me. And I've looked into like yeah. melatonin and other stuff, but I don't think like it's the little label on the back of the bottles that are like if you're breastfeeding, you shouldn't. Uh, be this. So can I'm can we like, not take oh, melatonin? What? We can't. I've, I've tried it once and I I loved it. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the bottle and I was like, oh, Oh. I don't know if I should be taking this. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Oh, my fucking
1: God. I just had a brain idea. But I want to put it on record just in case nobody's come up with it. But like. Mm I don't know if you'd want to partner with me with this. Mm-hmm. I know we, like, talk about, like, partnering with, like, so many projects, including Dirty Dadai. Oh, Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. What if – okay. So, you know how I brought up social media? Social media. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We're cutting this episode into, two. So, it's – it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, like – oh, my God. Okay. So, we talked about how um, social media is kind of funky because, like, I feel like when our – you know, we're already so – like inundated with messages from social media. Like I wish I could quit social media, but I cannot, I can't Mm -hmm. quit it. And the reality is like a lot of my friends are on social media. So for me to get in contact with my buddies, social media, right? And so I can't imagine like a lot of the, Like, so a lot of the kids are feeling that way right now. I can't imagine what our kids are going to be like when they are old enough to access social media, right? Because on the one hand, you could be like, no, you can't have social media, but all their friends are in it. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how do you help your kids out with this? And I want to create a group because I have a feeling there are other parents that feel this way where they're like, I really don't want my kid to be in social media, but, um, it? but, I feel like they have to, to like keep in contact with their friends, but what if you have a group of people, um, who are, uh, what do you call it? Oh no, am I making my own social media? Hold <laughs> on, let me think about this, sorry, I'm so <laughs> Think about it. No, okay. So what if we have a group of parents, right? Like finding a platform for a group of parents who are agreeing like, I don't want my kid to be in social media, right? But finding a way for our kids to connect with each other, like in real time, for example, without relying on social media. Okay, so this is getting fleshed out more than I thought it would be. Does that make sense? Like, so the parents... Are all kind of in this agreement that like, hey, we're not going to do social media. And uh-huh. then like finding a way and it, it could be like a, a network of like communication with the kids, but it's not going to be social media focused, right? There's no advertisements. There's no like trying to take pictures and and
2: I don't mm. know, I what or whatever, saying.
1: you know what I mean? But it's kind of like just strictly on like, hey, my kids want to do this thing, you know, like. We'd love to connect with you. Do you guys want to do that? You know, and it's not, again, it's not relying on social media. And and if, for example, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, a group of people that can basically communicate with each other to say, I'm not on social media, but I'd love to hang out. And it's your group of friends. I don't know, man. It's not going to get flushed out. I'm drunk and. <laughs> well, we'll get there. But you, you just, like, I want something yeah. like that. That would be a cool invention, and I hope somebody doesn't steal that idea because I, I want to talk to you about this when I'm not drunk. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I want this episode to be aired because if somebody steals my idea, we can say no bitches. It was on the episode <laughs> where I talked about this idea.
0: Yeah. Okay. You look disapproving. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm thinking about it because I'm sorry I know that like I'm also just kind of like so unfiltered too because I'm like drinking but like my first thought and and don't like think negative you oh, know no, negative of it yeah. but I yeah. was like okay so you have parents yes that like are like cool I want to like set my kid up to go hang out with your kid and then like automatically it made me think of like pimping arranged your child. marriage <laughs> it made me think of like arranged marriage and I was like oh fuck like we're becoming those people that are like our kids so that's like that's the first thing that I thought of and then you had like mentioned something like oh yeah I just like want like something where it's like you have a friend who's like not on social media and like you like have another friend who's like also not on social media we just want to connect and I'm like that kind of sounds like a, like a parenting group. My, my like super like. But it's group. a parenting group specific to no social, no social media. No social oh media. media. Oh, yeah, no social media. Yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. I'm like,
1: I mean, this is not fleshed out. This is literally something I came up with like three seconds ago or however <laughs> long <laughs> when I brought it up. <laughs> Oh like my oh god, my god that's cool. because that's what I'm most worried about. Social media sucks. Like, as a yes. counselor of teenagers, like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to live in this like world where we rely on social media.
0: But mm-hmm. I think that there are also a lot of people out there that are questioning. What's put out in social media? So, like, I do like follow some like body pos—is it Body Posy Panda? I can't remember I what know. it's called. Yeah, so it's like just people that like, mm. you know, question just like social media and all that. So I I do find pockets here and there, yeah. and it's not as hmm, it's. It's not as anxiety provoking once you find them.
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I do see where you're coming from. It's like worry about it. But hopefully things
1: will change. That yeah. becomes the standard, right? Where
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I don't know, people are <clears throat> talking about you know, just kind of being more critical of social media yeah. and trying to fix those systemic issues. Okay, everybody. Well, we're totally ready for sleep. Um, I hope that nobody steals my idea about non-social media parenting group friends. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to listen to this and it's probably going to be like, what are you doing, Rissa? That's so dumb. Um, Anyway, any last
0: words for you, Z? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's just, okay, I lied. They're our last words. <laughs> I think like, for me, just this episode and talking to you more, just made me realize that I want to become more balanced yeah. when it comes to, you know, like raising my kids and being a Philippine ex-parent. Mm-hmm. Because it's so complex. Like you think about like what we've already gone through in our own lives. And then you add a kid and like another, you know, a family in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, I'm constantly just navigating that. So it's a nice reminder of the complexities of parenting, the complexities of culture, and that constant reflection that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. those are my last words that's my that's my realization i
1: love it i love it we should end it there
0: because i will not be
1: able to make coherent (laughs) sentences so thank you everybody
0: thank you and here is a voicemail from one of our listeners
2: first of all i want to say thank you I love how listening to your podcast helps me reflect on my life and the Filipinx culture. I am a friend of Brisa, Filipino working mom with a mixed Filipino white working husband. I have two kids, a 15-year-old daughter and a 3-year-old son. Balancing a Filipino white household is cool because we get to pick and choose what parts of both cultures we want our kids to grow up with. The main tradition I kept around is food, cooking things like sinigang, adobo, tinola, lumpia, fried rice and breakfast made with leftovers, oh, and um, mangoes and ube are life. I'm thankful for the many Filipino recipes that are easy to make, comes with a story, and can be passed down generationally. Another cultural tradition, I would say, is keeping education a priority. My kids are early readers. They love books, love to learn. My oldest has always set high standards for herself when it comes to school. The difference, I think, would be um, with adding my husband's white American side is allowing our kids to explore options without shame or guilt. We want them to find and try things they enjoy, not push them to what makes more money or what makes us as parents happy. Um, education is the exception. I do believe in order to have a more fulfilling life, they have to be educated and keep that love of learning. My kids are also well-mannered and are taught to respect their elders, and our culture it's disrespectful to talk back to an adult. Um, My mom provides the Tagalog language learning and attempts at Catholicism. So the last thing I will say is it really helps kids have a deeper connection with the Philippinex culture with a Lola or Lolo born and raised in the Philippines. They love to test on what they know. Okay, thank you for listening. Bye.
0: Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old.